When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone so you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Baby. Mix it up, dog. Boy, I'll, I'll plug my... Let's plug the shows now. I'm going to be at Sioux Falls tonight. There you maybe. go. Okay. Sioux Falls with a predicted high temperature. Ooh, let of, me guess. Let me guess. Uh, February in Sioux Falls. High temp of 18. High temp of 27. 27. Tuesday. Heat wave. Okay. Tomorrow, 17th. I'll be gone by then. But then, ooh, by Friday, down to 7. Saturday, up to a balmy 25. Get out your swim trunks. 25 degrees. Sunday, 32. That's above freezing. It is beach weather. <laughs> oh, boy. What have we done with this tour? What yeah. a choice we've made. That was an interesting uh, area of the country to focus on this time of year. We, uh, yeah, we knew it was going to be dumb, and then mm-hmm. it turned out to be dumb. Yeah, you got some winter gear. We you're did this bring. to ourselves. What kind of? What I kind just of? Got anything warm? You got a coat? What kind of jacket or coat you rocking in the in the cold? I weather? remember. I remember leaving. I forget where I was going to play. I always thought, like, man, who buys one of those like clothing stores at LAX? Mm-hmm. And like it was like a Rip Curl store. Like you get like a oh, it's an LA T-shirt. Or you get something that reminds you of a trip. But they had winter coats. But who's buying a winter coat? At the store in L.A. And mm-hmm. then it was me because I was going to, like, Buffalo, New York or something and realized, oh, I was in L.A. All I had were jackets. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need a winter coat and I need it right now. So I was the one who bought a winter coat in <laughs> <laughs> in the airport. So, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, be doing a thing. Well, good times, man. It'll be fun. Yeah, we got all this. Sean Jordan. So Sioux wait. Falls' favorite son. So you're going Sioux Falls and where else? Sioux Falls, Duluth, Fargo, and Winnipeg. There you go. Okay. Just the sexiest spots. Duluth's a cool little town. I spent some time up there before. It's right there on the water. I, have, I haven't been. Uh, I don't think it's good. I think it's going to be ice when we're up there. I don't think it's going to be water. I think, I think that's uh, hometown of be ice. hometown of Maria Bamford. She Duluth? Yeah, pretty sure she's from Duluth. Minnesota makes them funny. Mm-hmm. Minnesota makes a funny people. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Upper Midwest mm-hmm. really gets the makes the chucklers. I don't yeah. know what, what I don't know what it is up there. I think it's I think it's a attitude towards life. Yeah, cold weather. Cold weather, but like oh no, oh, geez, oh yep, okay, geez. Gotta gotta find the humor in it. Cold weather. I think, well, like the south, too. Maybe the hot weather in that way was like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, all right, it's hot down here. Like, I don't know, just a, a sense of like life's never going to be fantastic, so you may as well have a <laughs> laugh about it. That, well, that attitude. Was it you that were t- that was talking about months ago? Maybe we we're talking about it on the show. Um, just about the concept of like people who grow up in Southern California, like they people who grow up in areas where there's no bad weather. Like it just. Uh, it makes a different person out of you as opposed to someone who grew up with some elements, just that, that struggle that you can't control. Like, like it or not, it's eight degrees this week. Fucking deal with it. And like people in warm weather climates don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. And I think that, that, uh, it it develops a toughness that I think is useful. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a adversity, you know, much like if you don't grow up with any racial, uh, racial, racial diversity, mm-hmm. you have a different attitude towards the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that could have some things to do with it. Yeah. Tell me. That's my personal opinion. I uh-huh. think that could have something to do with it. It could be. We're figuring it out. What's uh, What else been going on, man? What'd you do this week? Anything exciting? Oh, what did we do this week? What 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 did I do this week? We had Valentine's Day this week. Oh, how'd that go? Oh, you went uh, to the basketball game. Went to a, yeah, went to see the Portland Trailblazers lose to the Washington Wizards, but had a good time. Never been to a basketball game. Good time. You've never been to an NBA or, or college basketball game? <clears throat> I went to one basketball game in China. Okay. <laughs> which had like some of the pro players, I guess, or like whatever they go over there and they're kind of. Staying warm in the off season or what have you. This was, this was uh, five years ago. I don't, I don't know why that made me laugh. <clears throat> they like, they love basketball over there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was uh, one of the big things about, but there are a few people in the NBA standing up like, okay, you want to talk about how we're all about the treatment of people, like human rights things? Let's yeah. talk about how much China filters into the NBA. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It was a good time. I am, uh, you know, I, I, I know you're a sports guy and I'm not going to be the guy that like, Oh, I went to a sports ball content. Like that's fucking dumb. Ugh, too, to be yeah. like, I don't understand the sports ball game. Like I can't, I, I, I understand why they're a good time. Yeah. I went, I had a great time. I had no investment. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, do you have good seats? Yeah. We got some okay seats. We're right in front. There's like the. Middle rung, like what's like the, the like the fill. Like if you're looking out at where the seats are, mm-hmm. the sky boxes aren't all the way up. Yeah, they're in the middle. They're like the the macaroon center, you know. Yeah, like the suites. Yeah, that's where those are. We were sitting right in front of those okay. regular seats, but like right in front. So in the middle, we weren't right up on the court side. But then I guess Blazer games, they got like fourteen dollars standing room only. You go in there. There's a cheap bar all the way up there. And the diehard fans go, but had a had a blast, had a good old time. Were you sitting close enough to where you could appreciate the height of uh, some of the players? That's always impressive. No, only till only till somebody had to go onto the onto the court to like wipe something up or something. Okay, like, yeah, oh, these guys are fucking here. Oh yeah, you got some scale there with the the guy, guy wiping the court. Yeah. It's insane. It's I, insane to be down I there. Thought, whenever you're on a plane and like a team just gets on, you're like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy to see like a seven footer. Every now and then you'll see one out in the wild. Yeah, I think I yeah. told this story. A comic I knew in Atlanta years ago, uh, his roommate was seven foot two, and just a, a regular dude 
what an athlete just worked at UPS or something and you go over there and it was just insane like he'd be sitting on the couch and his knees were like in the kitchen it was just crazy yeah yeah like that expanded perspective cartoon mm-hmm. type of style yeah, I, I mean I don't know I don't know what you do with that much altitude I mean it's crazy like for guys like me and you like a guy who's six two that's impressive like wow look at you you're six two add another foot to that that's just insane my, my pal uh uh, Jeff was in town. Uh, Jeff, I know from he would put on the shows in Korea when I do do stand up in mm-hmm. Korea all those years ago, and he was in town because other buddy Rudy, who I also met from Korea, was taping a, a recording album down in Eugene this past weekend. And Jeff is a giant man, and he likes to come. He's from Canada. He likes to come to the states just to go to J.C. Penney's because <laughs> they got clothes. They got clothes in his size. Okay. Which I always thought they had big fellas up there in Canada, but he the, he just loves a J.C. Penny. Huh. So he's very excited. Sent me a picture. I'm like, you make it to the states yet? He's like, not only make it, I'm already at J.C. Penny. Like, oh. <laughs> that is funny to see yeah. someone enthused about J.C. Penny. Are they still in Harry business? The... Didn't they go out of business? Or... Uh, clearly, he's mm. do he's doing something to help it. Hmm. Sears went out of business. Sears, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Montgomery Ward. I don't believe there's a Montgomery Ward anymore anymore. Hmm. How about that? JC How about how about that? JC Boy, I... real Andy Rooney episode here. <laughs> Boy, well, no more Montgomery Wards. You ever see a really tall guy? The charm of a small town mall. <laughs> Gone. By the way of the internet sales. Oh man. But it, was, but it was fun. We did that. Then the rest of the week, I, I just, I went out. I was getting at it. Mm-hmm. I was making sure none of the bars uh, were left with too much whiskey. Okay. Supporting the local past, economy. Past I like few that. days. Yeah. Yeah. I was just out. Didn't, and then I didn't feel good. So I took Saturday last night, tonight off. I got mm-hmm. to clean the clean the guts. There you go. What would you guys do for uh, Valentine's dinner? We got some pizza at the basketball game. There you go. Was it good? They got good concessions over there. It's Portland. They take pride in that stuff. That's always cool when an arena or stadium actually has good food. Oh, they got good. I got, I, yeah, I texted Ian Carmel. I'm like, I'm going to my first Blazer game. He used to like do stuff, like do promo and stuff for mm-hmm. the Blazers when he lived here. He's like, you're going to have the best time, best concessions in in sports. Well, but I didn't know that. It was, the Blazers. It was good food. It was good. Okay. Yeah, because Portland got all their quirky stuff. They like all the quirky Portland type stuff, and plus, I think because they don't have any other major sports, maybe they got soccer. Mm-hmm. But so everybody kind of rallies around the Blazers because that's the one team that Portland has. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have football, they don't have baseball or anything else. So, so it's a, it's cool. I like it. I'm glad I went. We had a, we had a real fun time. Had good. a lot of laughs. That's good, man. Good to see you out there uh, broadening your horizons. Got to do something, man. Life's short. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What do you? What'd you do? What kind of special? Oh man, sexy, sexy, fuck, fuck time. Did you? Have? <laughs> uh, I think I talked about it last week. Uh, I got her a massage on uh, on the afternoon of uh, Valentine's. So she, while she went and got a deep tissue massage, apparently this lady just beat the hell out of her. She loved it. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I made really a nice dinner. Kind of thing over there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, that's our. Weird quirk over here. But yeah, just made a nice dinner, made some beef short rib, a little homemade mashed potatoes. And, uh, Are there beef long ribs? Probably. 
Yeah, I think those are just it's called beef ribs. Just beef ribs. Yeah, these these are shorter mm. ones. They call them short ribs. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing too crazy. I uh, tried to watch some movies. Uh, just a bunch of stinkers lately. Oh, man. We tried to watch a scary movie called uh, Skinamarink. You heard about Skinamarink? Uh, somebody else was just telling me about that yesterday. Told oh, me man. To take a look at it. Oh, man, yeah. You, or you could just heard- stare at your own toilet for an hour and a half. It's about as exciting. I've done I've done that too. I've heard it's a little bit arty, yeah. art, artistic. Maybe I'm just too dumb to appreciate the high arty movies, but uh boy, this was just a whole bunch of nothing. Maybe I just don't Not your thing. Yeah, just didn't get it, you know. You know, okay. I I'm, okay. I'm 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 weird. I have weird taste in movies that I actually like dialogue and story and stuff like this. This this literally had almost no dialogue, no story, I don't know. But this I mean, listen, we're going to go down this route again. Yeah. I get I I will watch movies where it's like oh this is a character study and I went to go to the movies because I wanted to see a story, mm-hmm. you know same you know, and so I, I'll watch it for myself, Dave. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm yeah. saying you you have a very uh, you have a more narrow scope of what you find enjoyable at, in, in film and TV. I don't think I have a narrow scope. I just yeah. How I, many times have you watched The Sopranos, Dave? I mean, I've watched The Sopranos probably ten times all the way through, maybe eight. Ten times, and that's that's mm-hmm. several hours of television. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there's too many movies like Skinamarink out there. I got Well, I thought Sopranos took a shit towards the middle. Yeah, what season? And it 6A? was just it was just it was just being uh, frustrated and eating. So <laughs> I did Listen, watch. We all got our takes. We all got our hot takes. On speaking of which, I've been trying to. Um, kind of broaden my taste a little bit with movies maybe that's why i was defensive about that because i have been trying to yeah. get outside of it's my plus it's a zone. time commitment it's two hours where it's like when you don't like it man it's two hours i could have yeah i uh I i've been trying to get into somewhere. sci-fi i uh that's the one genre i'm probably least interested in and uh so i'm trying to watch some of the classics i watched the original blade runner enjoyed it never never <sighs> that seen that was one that was one where, like, I—I I mean, it was okay. Kept falling. I kept falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like the why. I like uh, the old movies. I like when an older movie is set in the future, and now that time is the time we're living in, and you can compare and contrast. I think that movie made in like '79. I think it's set in like 2019 or something like that. So that's always interesting. Same thing when I watch uh, Back to the Future Part Two. That's always interesting to see. Oh. See what they got right, what they got wrong, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, it held my interest. And I rewatched E.T. for the first time in about 40 years. Enjoyed that. Oh, did you cry? No, didn't cry. I knew what was coming, but uh, I enjoyed E.T. I, I, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I, I, I don't know if I've seen that probably since I was 10 years old or so. So it's been a while. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. That's a tearjerker, that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was sad. When, when they basically think he died, and the little kid thinks he died, and then he, you know, he comes back. That was good, but uh, yeah. Et Blade Runner Skinnamarink. That's what I watched this week. Uh, oh, Skinnamarink. Man, I got some culinary news. Uh, been uh, we got a Bristol Farms. You ever you ever been to Bristol Farms grocery store? I haven't seen many of them outside of L.A. Fancy, fancy grocery. It's fancy, but it's reasonably priced. Oddly reasonably priced, but they got a little hot bar. I'm a sucker for the hot bar, the hot food bar. 
and sure. uh, and they got interesting combinations. They uh, they always have like a little fried rice dish, and they got a little sweet and sour chicken kind of thing. But then a couple of pans over. Very pleased to see that uh, in the middle of February, nowhere near Thanksgiving, they're, they're putting out turkey and dressing and gravy every day. So I'm I'm a big fan of the. Uh, of the non-November turkey and gravy. Yeah, I mean, much like uh, Monster Mash is a good song regardless of season, turkey exactly. and gravy, good meal regardless of uh, season as well. And I kind of uh, invented a little mishmash, speaking of Monster Mash, a uh, little fried rice as a base, hit that fried rice with a little turkey gravy, and then throw a little turkey on top of that, a little turkey fried rice with gravy. It's a good time. Was throw there... cranberries on there? No, nah, they didn't have any cranberries, and even if they did, I wouldn't throw them on there. I never, okay, okay. I never bought into that bullshit. But uh, yeah, turkey, gravy, fried rice, good combo. Just curious about them cranberries. Mm-hmm. If you're into the cranberries at all, nah, I never, I never cared about it. Don't care about the cranberries. No, no. Just seems weird. Wow, wild, wild man. Put some grape. No love for cranberries. I don't put grape jelly on my fried chicken. Why would I put cranberry on my turkey? I'm just a real. I mean, real curmudgeon today. Boy, yeah, you got uh, nothing good happening over here, Dave. Let's get you. I thought I was in. A, I thought I was in a mood. No, I'm excited about the turkey. The turkey fried rice that makes me happy. I'm trying to be. Yeah, I'm trying to not be in a mood. I mm-hmm. I'm trying to be good. We got to figure out how to make. Uh, <clears throat> We gotta look into the afterlife because we gotta figure out how to make a uh, little D live forever. That's what we gotta figure out. Oh, you said she went to She's the old uh, night. She went to the vet nineteen today? years old. Right? Yeah, we're at the vet, and it was just one of those talks of like, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing if medicine's doing all right. But the vet had to be like, yeah, you gotta like address the issues of this. You know, it's an old cat, medical issues, mm-hmm. and it was you know that stuff's sad to think about. You gotta you know it's it's reality. Oh, it's so sad. But would you? Okay, would you? Um, would you uh, would you clone one of your pets? Would I clone one? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. What would be the uh, downside of that? Yeah, there's been no downsides of cloning, as far <laughs> as I can see. I'm sure there's no. I'm sure there's no abandoned uh, <laughs> abandoned talc mines filled with <laughs> goblins that were the uh, mis- mishaps of a science. <laughs> A top secret science department run amok. Uh, that's what I, I think that would be. What would be bad if you cloned? I always you worry. Cloned. Go ahead. Your animal. But just I, I don't know. You can't. Clone, I don't think you can clone the personality. You can clone the physicality, the DNA, yeah. but you can't clone the experiences that something you know has like that shapes what it is. Yeah. No, I get that. That makes sense. I always worry about that scenario. Maybe that what you're walking into there with a little d but um the scenario of like well your cat's old it's got a terminal illness or or whatever but it needs a surgery or something Mm -hmm. like where's the line like okay he needs this surgery it's eleven thousand dollars yes or no (laughs) you know i always wonder like and i guess everybody's line is different but i i just hope i'm never faced with that scenario of like well you know, a $7,000 surgery could extend their life, or you could just not do that and let it ride out yeah, a couple it's, more weeks. Yeah, it, it's, 
No, it's we're just trying to like you know it's like comfort and quality of life. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're aiming for here. It's like all right, we'll make this cat. You know, if it's alive, is it happy being alive? Mm-hmm. Then that's what we need to sustain. Yeah. You know? If you know, risking these things, risking putting, uh, you know, putting her under for like. Like it, that's not worth the risk in that case. Mm-hmm. But if she yeah, she seems all right, she just doesn't eat. You know, she's just she, nineteen years old, man. She doesn't eat much, or not eating at all, or what? Doesn't really eat much. She'll mm-hmm. get a little something here and there, but not enough. Like the cat weighs like six pounds. You you mentioned that last time, and and I'm not yeah. questioning that, but it just that seems hard to believe. Like six pounds is not much at all for a cat. Yeah. What? It's because you got thick animals in your household. <laughs> I got a 19-pound cat. Yeah, you got a thick cat. No, little D's just... Six pounds. Just a little fuzzy bag of bones that were, uh, yeah. Sorry, this is, this is a bummer topic, man, but uh, you yeah. know, that's what's going on. It's my day. My day has yes, been it's been your that. life. It's what you're dealing with, man. But, uh, yeah, she lived, she lived a good one. I'm not going to talk about it. She's still here. She's yeah. in the room sleeping. She's still there. Quality of life. I'm probably going to watch Skin and Marink with her later. We get yeah. some Thai food, watch Skin and Marink. Well, good luck. I'm going to do that one. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, we don't need any big jump scares. She's got mm-hmm. this old cat. She needs to be, she needs to go, <laughs> got to be easy on her. She needs a slow burn. Yeah, she can't be having things jump out and screaming at her. Not built for it anymore. No. What you gonna do? Uh, Katie and I have talked about this a lot. Like, all right, what's your? All right, again, yeah, I know it's kind of a bummer scenario, but all right, the day comes, little D mm-hmm. passes on. How long do you wait before you go get another cat? That's not part of the conversation. No, why not? No, because that's already that's not how life works for me. It's not like, oh, this one's gone, then we replace it. But why not? You know, it's not it, it would it's heal not, that cause it's wound. Because it's not a coffee maker. Well, I know, but it would heal that wound, and there's probably a cat out there that needs a home. So. I'm sure. And then mm-hmm. it, that's you know that's not a time frame I would have now. It's Like I said, this is not replaceable stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the people that just need to be in relationships. Oh, True. well, I... I'm alone again. I better just move to the next one. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, why don't you take care of yourself? Yeah. You know, this is this cat came into our lives through circumstance, which made it that much more special. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, yeah, that uh, there's no time frame to speak of. If if or when that'll happen, then that will be, then the world will make itself known that mm-hmm. it is. Time just is like we weren't gonna ever get a cat, and this one just lived in the yard. Yeah, and then was hanging around. We'd feed it, and then eventually, we. we I mean, I hate that whole who rescued who shit. But it's yeah. like, well, no, okay, this is the arrangement we have of us sharing the space, and like, all right, we're gonna let you in the garage. Okay, we'll see if you want to come in the house a little bit. And now it's like we got to kick it out of the bedroom because it just stands on top of us and screams all morning. <laughs> What is so it's... yeah, I, there's no like, there's no replacement scenario. I don't, I, 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 I can't look at any uh, relationship mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, but I know 
like with a person that's not healthy but i just i feel like i don't know we we've, we've thought a lot about that and i man i think i mean i know what you're saying about it can't be replaced and but i i think the sooner the better get another little little goober in here and Heal my wounds no. and, and give that new but one a, a good I, I life. I don't know if that's healing as much as putting – it's just putting off – I mean, it's just an opinion, mm-hmm. but I think, like, it's just putting off actual feelings. Yeah. Well, one cat's gone. Get another cat. That's uh, – that's no, I'll, I'll just gonna be sad until I'm not sad anymore, you know? <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Good for you. Well, that's not, I mean, that's, you got to process those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's healthy to just look at everything in like a replacement scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I look at it as sitting a... there screaming outside the door right now. <laughs> it's a set, it's the most pathetic meows too. Aww. Oh, Jesus! I wonder if you could hear it. That's that's a put on too. I know she's. Fine. Oh, really? She manipulates you. Oh, oh. What's up, little D? No, she's standing there. She's all pissed because they had to take blood and take oh, take pee, take pee. How do they don't take pee? I don't know. They just had her on her back and like got it out of her. Ooh. Own. <laughs> oh, little D. Oh shit! All right, I'm off mic. Okay, we're on mic. We're on mic with this crew. This is a weird episode today, Dave. Sorry. That's all right, buddy. You know, going through it. Got to mm-hmm. process these things. But, yeah, I, I, I don't – I know the people that as soon as, like, you know, they get – like, a dog dies, they get a new dog. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I don't know if – to me, maybe, maybe I'm equating it, the relationship thing more with, like, oh, you just have a void. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, well, what's the? It's like, what's the thing that fills the? Is it just the, the presence of something, or is it the personality and like, you know, yeah, what was special about what was special about the animal, mm-hmm. or what wasn't so special that you could just get another of the same species mm-hmm. to do the trick, you know. <clears throat> But that's it. I'm sad. This is a sad. Sorry, I'm a sad one today. Dave. It's all right, buddy. Um, we can switch gears and talk about the lizard men of Quan Bin. Let's talk about you... these goddamn lizard men of Quan Bin. You ever heard about these lizard men of Quan Bin? I mean, I've heard of the lizard men. Quang Ben is a uh, province in Vietnam, and um, yeah, I've always and we've talked about reptilians before. I'm I'm always intrigued by the concept of a reptilian. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't know if I believe that there are reptile overlords living in the core of the earth. That would be nice to think about for me. That'd be nice to think. Really, that's that's your your nice thoughts there, Dave. It's reptiles living in the core of the earth. Um, but I stumbled upon an article recently about um, 
these lizard men of the Quanbin, and there's yeah. apparently some stories uh, that came out of uh, the U.S. military. Some U.S. soldiers had some encounters during the Vietnam War. Uh, okay. One U.S. platoon in Vietnam, they were uh, doing whatever they do, trouncing through the woods, looking for Charlie. Is that, is that derogatory? Should I not say Charlie anymore? Uh, um, I don't know if it's... Looking for... I don't remember the, why they called it that. I, did it have something to do with Viet Cong? The C and Cong and the C and Charlie, the phonetic alphabet? <clears throat> I don't know. If that's no, the case, that, I don't that think... Could be, you might be right. I don't know if that's a slur. Anyway, uh, they're looking... We could stay away. Yeah, they're lo- looking for the enemy. Stay away from what the military called the enemy. It yeah. probably wasn't something polite. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're just in the jungle looking for friends we haven't met yet. That's you know, right. I don't think that's how they're... Uh, but yeah, this platoon, U.S. platoon, they're on foot in the jungle, in the shit, late at night, and uh, they spotted four... Seven-foot bipedal creatures walking completely silently in single file about 20, 30 yards from them. So the, the U.S. platoon, they were, uh, they were hiding behind the trees. It's dark, nothing but the moonlight illuminating the jungle. And this whole platoon sees seven or four seven-foot bipedal, bipedal creatures, and they said that they were walking completely like through the brush but making no noise. I don't know how that's possible. They said they had reptile-like skin that was bright yellow, like it illuminated. And they only had uh, three digits on their hands and feet. So each hand, uh, humanoid, and that, uh, you know, they had a torso, two arms, two legs. But uh, the hands only had three digits and the feet only had three digits. And they had snake-like eyes. And this this account, in particular, nothing came of it uh, because... They said that these uh, that these lizard dudes either didn't notice the U.S. platoon or didn't care that they were there. They said that uh, they were walking, okay. looked like they were uh, they had some other purpose. Okay, so that's one story. There's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, another U.S. platoon had a similar encounter, but uh, on the riverbanks. It was a eight man team divided up into two boats, and they had docked on the riverbanks to take a little break. And uh, I don't know the timeline of any of this, but it's during the Vietnam War. And uh, separate platoon also saw a whole crew of seven-foot lizard-like creatures. Uh, they they quoted uh, dozens of creatures they saw, and it scared the hell out of this platoon. They got in their boats and uh, continued downriver. And then I got one more. Uh, yet another U.S. platoon during the Vietnam War, while on foot. Uh, on a foot patrol, they spotted a cave about five feet tall, three feet wide. And as they approached the cave, they noticed a putrid smell similar to rotten eggs or human decay. That human decay is a rough one. That never leaves you. Uh, (laughs) Horrible smell coming out of the cave. They backed off about 150 feet from the cave, uh, squatted down, kept a surveillance on this cave for about two hours. It's about uh, about five o'clock in the morning, right when the sun was starting to come up. They saw two seven to eight foot tall creatures emerge. Uh, they said they had humanoid uh, a humanoid figure with two arms, two legs. They stood upright, but they had scaly lizard like skin. And this get this now this account 
All right, very similar to the first two accounts, except they wore a one-piece dark robe, dark green robe, and a matching hat. So each one of these lizard dudes... you got to accessorize. Yeah, yeah, you have to. <clears throat> they each had on dark green robes and matching hats. Uh, then the creatures looked directly at the soldiers and made a hellish hissing sound, at which time the soldiers opened fire on the creatures... Uh, who then scurried back into the cave and were never to be seen from again. So ain't that some shit? Three different accounts during on, the Vietnam War. Uh, I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm on a uh, something called the Pelgrane Press. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this guy. I, mean, I have no. There's no uh, resource for any of this, but this mm-hmm. guy. Same thing. He's seen a lot of. First off, rock apes, so like a Bigfoot type thing. And they, a lot of people get in rock throwing encounters during Vietnam with Hell these yeah. things, soldiers. Uh, but these are, these are very vague accounts. Marines mm-hmm. and rock apes battle hand to hand after gunfire doesn't stop the furry attackers. Mm-hmm. If you shoot at something and that doesn't stop it, you run away. Yeah, you don't. You don't like. Well, I guess we'll we'll box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but these are like this may be a purely entertainment based uh website. Yeah, this guy uh oh boy, the shining ones, another cluster of sightings seemingly has nothing in common except that the bogies all glow. They may be Mygo or Mygo constructs, servitors of the shining trapezohedron or the shining moon thing of Muria. And Chatelor Shagath extrusions or Imagos out of space or out of dream. I think these are made up. You're just okay, making up this, words there. This, yeah, I don't know what this is. But then it's like near the DMZ, late 1966, during a Viet Cong ambush of helicopter landing, an eight-foot-tall giant dressed perfectly and wearing a sort of helmet kills a VC gorilla, saving a U.S. crewman. It has an aura and speaks to the crewman in English or telepathically. I don't know what the fuck I'm reading here. This is just a guy's... I'm just reading a blog of a guy saying, why not? So I don't know what the, like that rock. Ape, what do I you wa- give? What are you giving me here? I wonder if that rock this- ape is related to the uh, Bigfoot that rode shotgun in the military Jeep during the Mount St. Helens explosion. Yeah. Who knew that these, uh, who knows that, that Bigfoot was a bootlicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, get this. Those three accounts I gave you, those are during uh, late sixties, early seventies during the Vietnam War. Uh, then in 1990, in the same area, uh, this, guy named, uh-huh. this guy named Ho Khan, he was a Vietnamese logger. He was out gathering wood in the jungle uh, just north of the DMZ uh, when he stumbled upon a massive cave. And this cave would later be known as, uh, they call it Hang San Dung, or translates to River Mountain Cave. In 2009, it was declared to be the largest cave in the world, which I thought uh, Mammoth Cave was bigger than this, but uh, in 2009, declared to be the largest cave in the world at five and a half miles long, 660 feet high, and 400 feet wide. Uh, Apparently, there's some cracks in the cave that allow sunlight and rain to get down in there, so uh, it has formed, formed its own ecosystem. 
They think this cave is 3 million years old. It's got its own ecosystem. There's rivers and jungles deep inside this cave. And they've actually apparently found rare species of tigers. They've found uh, flying foxes. And rare primates have all been discovered there. Then in 1992... The same, I believe it's the same guy, Ho Khan. He was down exploring this cave that he discovered two years earlier, and he just took a, a random picture, a Polaroid, uh, of the cave, um, just just for the purpose of exploring the cave and analyzing what he's seen in the cave. Didn't realize till he got the film developed that uh, he thinks he caught an image of one of these lizard men. And I sent okay, you. Okay, this, this I, is what you sent me. That's what you I sent, sent you today. Uh, he described it as a devil creature with a human-like body, but with the skin and facial structure of a dragon or lizard. And to go on, in 2013, that cave was opened for tourism. And um, I think, yeah, I think he took that photo in 1992, but it was kind of unknown till 2015 when someone uh, uploaded it to YouTube. And that's the video I sent you. 1992, huh? Yeah. So now I'm I'm trying to see this video. Mm-hmm. It's uh what are we looking at here? It's uh what are keywords so people can look this up? Let's see what we got. It's, uh And I gave you under, a, a uh, note there. Mission Creep 7 is the t- 2015 leak reptilian alien caught in photo. If you skip from ahead inside the cave. Yeah, it's enhanced. Yeah, they I am not I still don't know what I'm looking at. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So you're enhancing one. Okay, I got it. I'm going to my. Listen, I'm the skeptic here. I mm-hmm. know that. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Still, when it's enhanced. Over to the right, you don't see a thing that looks kind of like a reptile face. The I'm mouth. looking at two minutes and three seconds. Is that what that is? Because you know what that looks like. That looks like Mel Brooks, <laughs> dressed up, like what was the Yoda character. From Spaceballs. Never seen Spaceballs. Wow. Never yogurt. 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 A parody of Yoda. That's pretty funny. The, he look, this, That's what he looks like. That's mm-hmm. what, what I'm looking at in this video. That's what I'm seeing, Dave. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it. But I, no, but it looks like you see a face, right? Like a reptilian face. You see the What teeth, I don't get is like when you teeth. enhance... When you enhance a picture, mm-hmm. why is none of the surroundings enhanced? The surroundings are still blurry. But now the thing that we're looking at No, when, is it's, enhanced. when it's enhanced, some of the surroundings are also enhanced, like the, the colors, you know? What color? It's a black and white photo. But when they enhance it, do you see the greens and the reds and shit? There's greens and reds in other parts of the cave. That's what I'm saying. No, no, but I, I mean, but they're enhancing a black and white photo. Well, you're not going to get color out of it. You're going to get the way it's pixelated, the way grays are made up when photos are taken are from like. You never tried to blue, edit, red, blue, red, and green. You never tried to edit a black and white photo on Instagram. You know, there's there's ways to add color to it, even if the original is a black. Okay, and white. but these aren't the actual colors from the cave. Then is what I'm saying. Okay, I see. That's a good point. But do you see That's the thing the that could be I see a thing that, as that's a face. supposed to be like, So he's got like a frown. He's sad about being a reptilian. I see the big white 
teeth or lips or something there. And then I see like the eyes and the bridge of the nose, and the eyebrows. It kind of, yeah, it kind of looks. It kind of looks like a, a, a luchador mask. It, it, it could be a guy exactly. in a luchador mask. It kind of looks like a lot of things that mm-hmm. are actually real. Mm-hmm. It looks like the creature from a Blue Lagoon. Yes, yes. There That's what I'm saying. There you go. Yes. Okay. And one of the theories with... Okay, first of all, the fact that there's a cave this big and this old and it has its own ecosystem, that's fascinating. If they're finding rare species of tigers and shit, primates, what else could be down in there? But also, uh, somebody made a point when I was reading about the, uh, the Vietnam stories. Let's say there are seven-foot tall lizard men living deep in a cave in Vietnam. Well, once war comes to town and there's bombs and explosions everywhere, that might rustle them out of their cave to go explore and see what the hell's going on. That might account for uh, these three different sightings. Let's see what this... I mean, I... The lizard people, why is it Why is it lizard again? Why do they think they're li- like half lizard? Why does who think it's half lizard? These, these... Why is it lizard people? Why is it never like cat people or something? Well, I mean, these people didn't see cat people. They saw lizard people, you know? The eyewitness accounts. I see. Are you saying like the reptilians? Why? Why are they reptiles from the get go? Maybe that has something to do with yeah. evolution and dinosaurs and shit. I don't know. Weren't we all lizards at one point? And why a cape? Who's wearing a cape? The other ones that they saw that they wear capes. Oh, the robes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell that's about. That, That's the, uh, oddly, that's the most unbelievable part of the story, in my opinion, is that uh, I believe the eight-foot-tall lizards, I don't think they'd be wearing matching robes. I just love, like, okay, so this, I'm looking at this video, and I'm reading the comments, and right away, somebody's like, and what about the pentagram on the ground? Yeah, I saw that. That didn't really look like a pentagram to me. It's like, no, it's a mine. Mm-hmm. Isn't this a mine, or is it a cave? It's a cave. Uh, but going back to like right. the reason all I right. believe in Bigfoot, the reason I believe the possibility of Bigfoot, because I, I believe that there's plenty of uninhabited land on this earth where a Bigfoot could hide and go undetected. True, true, yes, yes. The same could be said for the world's biggest fucking cave like there could be anything living down there world's this is the world's largest cave that's what it said but I always for some reason I always thought Mammoth Cave in Kentucky was bigger than that uh, world's longest cave but Hang Son Doom is the world's largest mm-hmm. cave. Yeah, that's this one. But yeah, like, I mean, okay, I w- I will give you I will give you the the uh, the open mindedness of like yes that large of a like that large of an expanse that can't be explored with with mm-hmm. tools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what lends itself to like could be anything. Same with the Bigfoot thing. Could you know what? Lot of lot of stuff out there that you can't. 
trace or like or like you just can't research even with your the heat uh, modern with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I will give you that much. So all right, big old cave. Could be a lot of stuff down there. Why are these lizard people? Just one guy all of a sudden gets a photo. They sit still for a photograph. That's I got to be a, a skeptic on some of this stuff. See, I saw that comment too. Uh, what do you mean sit still for a photograph? Yeah. Everybody, any image, not every image that is captured on camera, the 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 subject was posing for. But this is a picture from 1980. This is a film camera. Mm-hmm. No tor- and I'm, I'm guessing rather low light with a flash. Mysterious oh, settings. Well, people are seeing. Well, and just like a, a good Bigfoot photo, or... I love the ones where they're like, oh, we didn't even know we were taking a pic. We were just taking a picture. I was taking a video of my kids riding a dirt bike. And we didn't even realize till 10 years later at the family reunion when we whipped out the videotape that, holy shit, there's a Bigfoot in the background. I love that kind of shit. To me, that's believable when they're not, when they don't, the, the person who took the picture doesn't even realize what they've captured. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the war accounts, mm-hmm. that's, I don't want to discredit uh the efforts of the troops, but I think maybe stress and drug use and sleep deprivation, a lot of added things can add to a lot of unexplained sights and sounds. That that applies to the individual, yes, but when you have a whole platoon who've seen the same thing, that's interesting. Fucking eight-man team in boats, two different boats, eight men. They all saw these bright Where's yellow. Where's this report? Bright... Where's this report? Oh, just some some website. Outside of a website <laughs> that wants to believe that this is true. Well, of course. Where's the .gov website? Where's the, where's the Freedom of Information Act? Here's what we reported to our superiors. Well, one of these stories, they did say that uh, there was no report of it uh for fear that they would be ridiculed and possibly kicked out of the military. And I, you know, and I buy that for in, in a lot of cases too. You know, so the mayor of a town sees a Bigfoot or a UFO, he don't want to report it cuz people are going to think he's crazy and boot him out of office. Yeah, I think uh I don't know, man. I don't think those People in Vietnam were like, oh, please don't make me go home early. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'd hate it. I'd hate it if they thought I was crazy out here and mm-hmm. saw, saw something kind of nutty and actually wanted me to leave. Uh, well, okay. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll go based on the, the size of the cave and mm-hmm. the, that it, you know, it's almost an impossible to explore that much space. We don't know what's down there. I would go with, yeah, a rare type of, you know, rare animal, or rare, you know, rare species of uh, something that doesn't need sunlight to live or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a straight up. Again, all these things are just pe- like easily replicated by people with a mask. Why are aliens always two arms, two legs, some fingers and toes and a head? 
But think about why this. is it always that? Why is a Bigfoot two arms and two uh, you know two legs and a head? All these things are also shaped just like people. We're all connected. very conveniently. We're all connected, man. Okay, yeah, we're all going to the same fucking spirit Halloween store on the off season to cock up some shit like this. Oh, you know what? You know, it'd be even funnier for our lizard man. Get him a Dracula cape just to really mess with people. <laughs> but think of it this way, though, okay? I, and a top hat. And a top hat. I know upon first analysis, hearing eight-foot-tall bipedal lizard man, I know that that could warrant, hey, you're full of shit or crazy, right? That sounds crazy at first glance, right? But yes. think about, all right, there's a lot of people, and I'm one of them, that do believe in Sasquatch, okay, and a Sasquatch is not is not a far leap from a gorilla. We know that gorillas and orangutans and chimpanzees exist. It's not that big of a stretch mm-hmm. to think that maybe there's one that's a little bigger and bipedal, right? Same could be said for this lizard man. We know that Komodo dragons exist. These giant motherfuckers. Like this is like if a Komodo a dragon, if we admit that those exist, that's a real thing. Some of those things are gigantic. It's not that big of a stretch but to think we, that one could be upright on on two feet. Yes, it is. Living because in a cave. we evolved from apes. We didn't evolve, evolve from Komodo dragons. No, but Komodo dragons exist. So wh- how's it a stretch to think that somewhere along the evolutionary family tree that a certain I think subspecies it's, I think it's arrogant to think off. all these animals would want to evolve to be us. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little arrogant. Hmm. Boy, we better turn up. We better turn into these people that keep fucking with our lives. Yeah. I want to see a story where an animal evolved into just a different animal. That's what I want to see, which mm. I'm sure is what it, Although, isn't that how we isn't that how everything started as yeah. a fish decided to walk? Yeah. So fuck me. You know what? Maybe in this cave <laughs> over the course of from the dawn of time, from the dawn of Pangea and uh you know, uh, monocellular organisms <laughs> developing consciousness that one got Big enough and decided it also needed a cape and a top hat. And one was saying like, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Because that's where this story is leading me to. Right yeah. Now. It's feeling like it. It's feeling. It's just. It's the. Con- I don't know. It's just. The face doesn't. The face looks like the creature from the Blue Lagoon. Hmm. Nobody's getting. So either they got it right. I'm not I'm barely even seeing anything. It's hard to even see what it is to decide that this is a reptilian. Mm-hmm. Ba- like I'm not seeing I'm seeing barely enough to even be like, "Oh yeah, we should go down this rabbit hole." Fascinating, man. Caves. We don't know what's in this Sun Dung uh Hong San Dung Cave. We don't know what the fuck's going on in Antarctica. Caves are scary as shit, dude. I'll give caves you caves are scary as shit. I don't think I have any like obvious traditional phobias, but <laughs> I would I would think that's got to be one. I've never been spelunking, but yeah, I don't see how that could be a good time. More than um, just a few minutes. 
Have you watched The Descent? You should watch The Descent. I watched it a long time ago. I need to rewatch that one. That's a good one. They encounter uh, some some creatures down there, right? Is that what they run into? It's yeah, I won't spoil it, but it's a good scary movie. I mean, I've been I did the Catacombs in Paris. That's a wild one. Mm-hmm. That is just uh, just bones, just all the bones, wow. just caves full of bones, and you just walk down as a spiral, a little building with a spiral staircase right in the middle of the city. You just twirl down that thing. All of a sudden, here's just caves. Full of bones underneath the city. I did. How deep does it go? Mammoth down? Caves, that one I am not sure. I think it was like a couple stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Mammoth is in Kentucky, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I did that one. That was scary. Tegan and I did that one. And that's wild because there's parts of it, like they give you the boiler suit and they give you a hard hat, and there's parts of that where. You have to, you know, certain size people cannot go on that, like, won't fit through parts of it. I, I get what you're laying down. And, but you're like crawling on your belly. And when the guy is like, all right, you have to pick which way you want to turn your head Oof. because it won't fit. If you're like looking, if you're trying to look straight ahead, you have to turn your head and then crawl through. Ugh. And, like, people started freaking out, and you start thinking yourself, like, not forget even an earthquake. What if something just shifts one inch? Mm-hmm. Just an inch. And then that's that's it. Just, just cracks your little skull like a walnut. Almost got stuck in a crawl space under a house when I was doing heat and air years ago. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I can't imagine getting stuck in a cave that's crawl spaces are oh i'm not i'm, I'm not claustrophobic unless i really start to think about it mm-hmm. same you know like i don't have it naturally fear but like you get into a situation where you start letting your mind really spin like being on a boat was it thalassophobia hmm. i don't mind it i've been on boats boats are fine but then you sit out there and think about it a little too long all yeah. of a sudden whew, the anxiety oh yeah starts coming down on you mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, I don't think I want much much to do with a cave. Especially what you're talking they about. I don't crawling, want much to do with a cave. Crawling around on my belly? No thanks. I mean it was like but like you said, like like to to know that like, oh, you're one of the few people that went to explore this mm-hmm. kind of spot. Yeah, that's cool. I see the appeal. I see why people do it. But uh man, I think it would just it would get to me a little too much. Yeah. But it is fascinating in terms of um, the unexplored, what could be down there. Well, yeah, I, I'll get. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow not this picture, but I'll allow that we don't know what's in the caves. <laughs> That's what I'm going. I'm, well, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> That's enough. I can't. I can't allow this picture. Looks like yogurt from Spaceballs. Yeah, it's something though. But it's something. But cave. I mean, that's why the, the cave stories are always like under, like the diving, the underwater cave exploration, underwater spelunking. Get mm-hmm. the fuck out of here! Oof. Yikes! So now, not only can you not panic, like if you panic anyway, you hyperventilate. Now you can't panic because you're on a scuba apparatus, 
Oof, get out of town with yeah, that. Yeah. Get out of town with that whole thing. That's dumb. You ever been down. scuba diving? Uh, no, no. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I would want to. Because, yeah, that, that's, that's a little unnerving. I mean, it's you have to stay calm. And there's, oh, God, there was a this story of a guy that they were trying to charge him with murder. He went scuba diving with his uh, with a bride who didn't pass all the courses, but he was like a known scuba diver. So he's like, she'll be fine. And then she got into trouble underwater and like he abandoned her to go for help and you're not supposed to abandon your buddy but like it was a whole thing like this whole story just even hearing it knowing it all takes place underwater was so stressful to listen to Mm. it was like a true crime thing that haunted but like oh and just other scuba divers looking and seeing oh yeah he was swimming to the surface while she was sinking to the bottom and he's like well yeah i didn't know i had to get help like oh you can't communicate normally like the abyss oh the abyss that was a wild one but what, like, I understand that principle, but at what point does he think, well, shit, I'm about to die, so I got to, well, I, I can't help her the, if I'm dead, so let me at least. That was the, that was the true crime element. Was uh-huh. that guy really in that much trouble, or did he do something to her scuba equipment and then abandon her? Mm-hmm. So that was the true crime element of it, hmm. was that. <clears throat> Whatever happened to her was preventable had he been this certified scuba guy like he claimed to be. Oh, okay. Was it negligence? Was it intentional? That was the true crime element. Hmm. But just in general, I mean, snorkeling alone is just, I mean, I love snorkeling, but you're also in charge of your own, like, all right, I'm out of air. I'm going back up. Yeah. But the appeal there, scuba diving, the appeal like of just, oh, I could just stay underwater. And like, there's like, like the closest I'll be to an astronaut. On average, how long can scuba divers submerge? Like, is it a ten-minute thing? Thirty minutes? Like, uh, I mean, I think it's the size of the t- oxygen tank. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how long. I don't know how long they get. Mm. Yeah, that that would uh, that rattle your nerves. Hmm. Oh, I'm running out of air, but I can't go to the surface tour. I'm gonna get the bends. What a cute name for something that's life-threatening. I got the bends. The bends. Sounds like you're double-jointed. I was watching a movie the other day, and we posed the question, can you drown yourself? Yeah, it was some movie I was watching, and a kid was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill myself just by going underwater and holding my breath. It'd be like, I equated it to like, you can't really punch yourself in the face full bore. I feel like... Psychologically, well, not you, the you, angle. You always pull back, but like I wonder if you could just go under, hold your breath until you drown, and until you pass out and drown. Well, no, that you don't hold your breath is because you float, but you weigh yourself down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know you could weigh yourself down, like AJ Soprano style, mm. but like just without any weights or anything. If you just said, "I'm going to drown myself in the pool," or would your body just not let you do that, and you just come back up i mean people drown in the bathtub yeah on accident but people drown people yeah but i mean I, I, if you want yeah i don't know that's i guess yeah overcoming your own psyche it'll be like mm-hmm. all right yeah i'm just gonna swallow a bunch of water and stay under underneath the th- I, I don't know hmm. that yeah i don't know about that one hard-hitting questions here the f- the fun uplifting <laughs> hypotheticals it's been a sorry, man. This one's yeah, this one's not uh, lighthearted. I'm sorry, everybody. This is just what's going on. Yeah, it's what's going down.
Well, I'm still... What's going, what's going on this week, man? I'm sorry. I still want to live in a world where it's possible that eight feet tall, upright lizards live in caves. I think that's... Uh, it f- must suck if you want to... If you're that... You're eight feet tall, you decide to stay in a cave? I think you'd want to be... Mm-hmm. You know, you go Bigfoot style. Maybe that's what Bigfoot is. He just left the cave. Maybe that's its own... Uh, I forget who's... Was that Plato's Plato's philosophy of the cave... That I'm not really familiar with, but I'm bringing up in uh, some pseudo-intellectual bullshit kind of way. Like, we see, we only see the shadows of the people outside of the cave, and we think that's reality until we leave the cave, and then we see the things that make the shadows, and that's actually reality. I learned it in community college a long time ago. <laughs> I apparently didn't learn it too, too well either, so... Fuck me, man. I don't know what's going on. Fuck you, dude. What if lizard people all have the personality of the guy who just tattooed his face to look like a lizard and does the sideshows? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck, I met a reptilian. He's like, yeah, man, I used to tour with Jane's Addiction and Lollapalooza. You're like, this guy sucks. <laughs> uh, he's got barbells chained to his nipples. Yeah, this guy still thinks that's breathing fire is the hottest ticket in town. I saw. Uh, like, all right, I saw Jim Rose Circus. Weird lay in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, what did what did Jim Rose do for you? He was <laughs> spitting fire and hanging dumbbells from his nutsack or something. I don't know. It what when you think about what the internet took away. Mm-hmm. Good that point. kind of that kind of stuff. Going to see people doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it really is the Simpsons with the the kid eating worms. <laughs> By fifteen minutes, are over. It really is like it's, it's over, dude. It's not. You that, not? That's true. I'm gonna swallow a sword. Ooh. Why don't you tour some junior highs and tell kids say no to drugs afterwards? That's about as relevant. As that stuff's going to be coming from a stand-up comedian who does not want to embrace social media. I get it, sword swallowers. I feel you. <laughs> How, uh, <laughs> speaking of stand-ups, like, imagine the disdain those people must have for, oh, oh, you're a performer too? What do you do? Oh, you you tell stories? That's it? You don't swallow swords or stick anything up your butt? What a poser. Listen, after a life of sticking stuff up your butt, all you have left is storytelling. Mm, that's true. It's, it's a vicious called cycle. Prolapsed fiction, man. Oh. Oh. Stories. Oh. I mean, everybody's seen what you can do. Like, you've done the thing with your body that you can do. Mm. Like, wrestlers and porn stars, they all work. I mean, it's not stand up in a traditional comedy sense, but it's like, where else. Are you going to let these people have a speaking engagement mm-hmm. that will also serve food and alcohol? You know, it's just, it's everybody gets pissed off at, at comedy clubs for booking these TikTok, look, whatever. It's, it's a theater that needs to make money. So if it means that some weekends it's not traditional stand up and they've branched out into these other things, I, I actually, I get it. And I don't think it's all these people, whoa, can't believe we're letting this guy headline. And not this niche comedian that we all like, but is going to sell 
30 tickets over five shows. It's like, well, that's why. Because they're going to let that guy have a Tuesday. And then they're going to let a porn star or somebody have whatever other day. Because that's how the, they're going to pay the wait staff. And they're going to pay the cleaning crew. And they're going to keep the lights on in the club that lets you do your bullshit at an open mic on Monday. So, boy, I got opinions today, Dave. Yeah. It's just, it, I think it's narrow-minded to look at a comedy club as to only have one form of stand-up and shall not waver from it. It's like, well, way to guarantee the death of the thing that you like so much. Yeah, but it's not just one. That's Some of that's not a form of stand-up, you know. No, but it's speaking engagements mm-hmm. that can put butts in seats and make money for the club and... You know, how are you going to tell a server that you like? Like, well, sorry, you only made um, 80 bucks all weekend for this <laughs> beloved niche stand-up. Yeah. But do you want to make 400 bucks tonight because Steve-O's here, you know? <laughs> and he's going to tell stories about stapling things to his nuts. Mm. Jackass really took it, the sideshow thing away from the sideshow people. Yeah. Jackass, put it on the main stage. <laughs> oh, boy. I got a shit attitude and all the answers. Sorry, everybody. Read this bullshit blog about this guy. Well, well one time a guy saw a thing over there. You, got, you made a blog out of that? Get out of town. All right. I'm done bitching. You get out Let's- of town, Kyle. I will. Uh, Tonight, I will be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You and Matt uh, flipping a coin? You all alternating? I'm not sure how we're doing. i got to talk to him tomorrow. we got to figure out how we're going to kick it off. Yeah. Sean Jordan opening for us. 22nd, Duluth, Minnesota. 23rd, Fargo, North Dakota. 24th, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Is Winnipeg, Manitoba? I think so. Peg, Manitoba, Canada. I, I had an eight-hour bus layover in Fargo, North Dakota, about ten years ago. That was a, that was a hoot. And he's still there. It's a good time. You betcha. Well, you betcha, buddy. All what right. What about you? Any plugs? What's going on? Any action? Nah, nothing exciting. Li- living your life? Nothing I want to brag about. <laughs> okay. Nah, things are good. I'm good. I'm trying to stay busy. Well, that's good. Right, trying to write jokes, trying to build a new hour, you know. Just got a uh, new joke. Got any new joke? New jokes you want to share? No, no, they're they're not ready. They're not ready okay. for the for the broad audience yet. So I'm I'm working on it. Okay. Come see me in uh, right. doing a storytelling show March seventh in Long Beach. You want to come hear me tell the story about how I burned my father in law's cabin to the ground? That is a good story. Gonna figure out how to make that one funny. Yeah, I got a lot of actual jokes that I have to figure out how to make funny. <laughs> like, I just wrote groundskeepers versus landlords. Wasn't oh, that us? Weren't we talking about we that last week? We were talking about that. Yeah, that is funny. I'm looking at because I'm looking at my notes about what. Here's one liquid. I like that they call that water that like liquid death is actually what is called drowning. Maybe you should <laughs> call your water liquid death. Anyway, all right, I gotta go pick up some Thai food, watch Skin of a Rink with this cat. 
offer an unbiased opinion on this film. Well, don't let us stand in your way, buddy. You get out there and, and no. live your life. Got to do something. All right, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun up in the, up in the cold wherever you're going there. Fucking frigid. Wear a coat. Oh, yeah. Don't stay, yeah, out, right. don't stay outside too long. The Boogie Monster. Network.